0: Dale and you are tuned to nature's edge. We've got an interesting uh, guest with us today and we're gonna talk about plants and we're gonna talk about arboretums and uh uh Jonathan how do you say your last name, Jonathan. Marshall. Marshall. I was if I'd have said that I'd have been close. <laughs> and uh, Jonathan uh he's uh got got quite a background. He fifteen years of uh working in summer camp uh, experience, and he's been with the Discovery Camp program at the Arboretum since its inaugural uh, year in 2006. Uh, he holds a bachelor's degree in uh, ecology and an AAS in recreation and wildlife management and has worked at the, for the National Park Service and North Carolina State Parks, Trouts Unlimited, which is close to my heart, as well as several Boy Scout summer camps. He's a certified environmental educator and Eagle Scout yes uh, that's uh, that's something to tip my hat to and uh, Jonathan has been recognized by the north carolina science teachers association for his exceptional service to science education he serves on the board of environmental educators of north carolina is the western section chair and received the organization's outstanding newcomer award for his service jonathan is enrolled in the park recreation and tourism management master's program at north carolina state Jonathan, I want to welcome you to Nature's Edge, my friend. Thank you, Dale. Let's uh, let's just start start this thing off by what is an arboretum?
1: Sure, it's a great question. Um, so you know, you think back to the root word "arbor," um, being tree. You know, we're all familiar with Arbor Day and so forth. Uh, so, an arboretum, or I'm sorry, an arboretum is a place where trees are really showcased. Um, we have, uh, you know, we, we are in particular interested in research education. Um, really just connecting people with plants trees in particular Um, but uh, the North Carolina Arboretum showcases trees and and a lot of other species Um, not just plants but also animals and in particular with our youth education program um, we we feel that it's important to start the dialogue with uh, children in a place where they're most interested and and honestly a lot of times that's not with trees um, so we'll we'll engage them in education about uh, you know, reptiles, amphibians, insects, these things that are maybe a little shinier and, and, and more interesting to them, but then trace it back to um, their link to the rest of the environment and how plants are vital to all of those things.
0: Now, you're, you're uh, affiliated with the uh, Arboretum in Asheville, North Carolina. That's correct. But there are other arboretums in, in the state of North Carolina, correct?
1: There are two. Um, there's one, uh, the J.C. Ralston Arboretum at NC State's campus. They're just off of their campus, and then also there's one in Wilmington. Um, we're we're classified as the state arboretum, and we're part of the university system. Um, so we're an affiliate of the University of North Carolina, just like uh, UNC-TV is an affiliate.
0: And then, um, and you also have some affiliation with uh, Pisgah National Forest, right? I mean, yes,
1: that's... yeah. Uh, so the North Carolina Arboretum is situated within Bent Creek Experimental Forest, which is part of Pisgah National Forest.
0: The uh... <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I know the arboretum, uh, uh, especially the one in in Asheville. You guys, uh, uh, you're open year round. We are, and uh, and you also have um, uh, different programs that uh, both for adults and children. I, I I know that. But if someone was planning a, a just a day trip to your arboretum, uh, what what do they see? when when they come there
1: that's a great question uh, a lot of it would dictate when they're coming um, certainly any day of the year there would be something that we can showcase and share with them um, we've begun offering traveling seasonal exhibits right now we have one called slow life that focuses on um, plants and in the way that they move even though we don't recognize that because it happens so slowly um, but whether it's bending towards light um, or, or sprouting out of the ground Um, You know, we we showcase that with that exhibit. Um, We'll have another exhibit coming up next year called Robot Zoo. So that's one that's more Uh uh, animal-focused in in anatomy and how um, animals do what they do. Uh, But then also if you head outside, which, uh, you know, you should certainly try to do any season, um, we have uh, the landscape exhibits uh, we have a bonsai garden that is the largest collection of bonsai in the southeastern United States. People come from all over the world. And it actually showcases a lot of native species, species that uh, a lot of other uh, bonsai enthusiasts have not tried to uh, to work with before. So you can see trees as bonsai in our exhibit that you could find on the trail growing naturally um, yeah. within the arboretum. So there's also a quilt garden that changes out seasonally and uh, um, highlights some of the uh, traditional quilting patterns that were used in the area.
0: And they're Um, done with plants? They're done with plants, yeah. So we'll change that a
1: couple of times a year so you get to see a different different palette of colors and and different types of flowers and so forth. And over time they get nice and bushy and uh, the the place also kind of doubles as a maze for kids. They like to kind of wander through the squares. Oh yeah. Um, There's a stream garden that highlights a lot of our native species but also we have um, demonstrations of a lot of uh, other landscape plants that you can find that do well in our area. Um, There's a Plants of Promise Garden that's actually focused on showing people who have a yard that maybe borders a forest, like many people do, um, how you can transition your landscape rather than just having cut lawn going straight into dense forest and trees. Right, Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, how many acres? I mean, how large is, is it? It's, there's approximately 450 acres. Oh, so it's a um, nice size. It is yeah. a nice
1: size, yeah. Uh, and uh, that offers a whole host of habitats that are great for exploring, too, whether it's uh, splashing in creeks on a hot day or um, go and take a look at the, the butterflies in a meadow. Um, we have a, a lot of forested lands, um, some pine forest, but a lot of it is a mixed um, oak hickory forest.
0: Now, can people come in there and just kind of wander around on their own? Uh-
1: Absolutely, and, and honestly, it's it's a very safe option for people who might not be comfortable um, venturing out into natural areas. Um, n- not only do we have our own campus police force that helps enforce the laws, um, we have a, you know a gate attendant that's looking to see who's coming in, We've got call boxes throughout the property. Um, So one of the things that we get in feedback quite a bit is that people feel very, very safe getting to explore the Arboretum and and those 10 miles of trails that we have.
0: Um, If somebody did want a guide with them, are those available? They are, yes.
1: Um, We have uh, classes that are available for pre-registration for adults, for families, for youth. Um, We also have guided garden tours. We have... uh, um, forest walks that are available just about every Saturday. Um, so you could certainly go to our website to see our calendar, events, and, and all the things we offer.
0: And the website is
1: it's www.ncarboretum.org.
0: And I guess everything we're going to talk about today will kind of uh, be available to people on the um, on the website. Absolutely, they can, they can go back. Um, can can people rent? Uh, I mean, can people have a wedding out there, for instance?
1: We've actually become a very popular place for weddings. I believe we were number two in the area, um, and uh, we've, we've been gaining a lot of popularity since we began that program just a little while ago, a few years ago. Um, so we we specialize in particular in green weddings. So we do a lot with recyclables in um, using uh, local vendors. Um, so we have a focus on sustainability within those wedding programs.
0: And uh, that. That's neat to know, and I, I again, I guess they can go on the website and somebody want to have a wedding there, and yeah, you
1: know. you, you, you should be looking a couple of years in advance yeah. if you can. They yeah, book I was up pretty ask you. well.
0: Yeah, I bet I bet they do uh, book up uh, uh, pretty good, and I, I would imagine photography is a big thing there as yes. well. Huh? Absolutely, a lot of people coming out to. Uh, it's a great place to to
1: take photos of your family, like I often do um, when I bring my kids out there. It's a great place to do nature photography. Um, we also have photography classes for youth and adults. And so that's something that, uh, people love about the Arboretum also.
0: Um, can you get a hamburger out there or a- do you have a restaurant? or do I'm I pretty have to sure you can get a veggie backpack? burger. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess beer is out of the question. I mean, Well,
1: well, beer is out of the question unless you're here for a wedding. We do, we do permit that uh, during those events. Um, and we did actually partner with Highland not too long ago in offering a uh, festive ale uh, as part of our Winter Lights exhibit that we had. Um, but uh, we do have a cafe that, again, practices a lot of sustainability. Um we'll actually be getting a lot of composting in conjunction with them mm, this this year yeah
0: does they, they, and and this is just a kind of an off the off the wall question but uh, i know some uh, some arboretums in other parts of the country actually uh, have some cooking events uh, using the uh, you know the flowers and plants from the from the gardens. You guys ever do anything like that?
1: I'd love to see that. We haven't just yet. We we have done a little bit with our children's garden. Um, I remember one year we made pesto uh, and, oh, yeah. and uh, potatoes. So maybe that's coming.
0: That sounds like a, a a plan. You have got Nature's Edge on your radio, and this is Dale Stewart. We will be back after these messages with our guest Jonathan and. Talk some more about the Arboretums.
1: He a from
0: the he a la- Welcome back one and all. This is Dale, and you're listening to Nature's Edge. And, uh, we're talking to Jonathan. Jonathan is a, a big part of the uh, North Carolina uh, Arboretum, and we've been talking about the, uh, the Asheville Arboretum, which is the one he's affiliated with, but uh, he says there are a couple of them. Uh, in uh, in the state uh Wilmington and where was the other one North Carolina uh
1: near Raleigh near Raleigh yeah. uh, we 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 claim the title is the North Carolina Arboretum there I you go mention. wait like talk <laughs> to them and say but
0: uh John we we you were telling us a little bit about the Arboretum here and what's available for people and uh things that they can uh, do there and we're going to talk uh, a, a little more about that but uh, let me ask you about. I know the um, that research goes on uh, there a little bit. Let talk uh, a little bit about research and and kind of. Uh, I know you're not one of the research scientists, but. Uh Tell us what you know. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: since we are part of the university system, you know, education is central to our mission, as is research. Um, and uh, one of the uh, the divisions of the arboretum is the Bent Creek Exper- sorry Bent Creek Germplasm Repository, um, where we uh, we have a botanist, professional botanist on staff, and uh, some laboratory technicians. And uh, one of the uh, the real interests within that work group there is to preserve um, plant diversity um, that that we have here in our mountains, you know, it's a very very diverse place for plants and animal life. It is. Um, you, you know, we of course have uh, you know southern species because geographically we're located in the southern area, but then of course we have northern species because of the uh, elevation and all these different subclimates and and uh, so forth. Um, so preserving the diversity of this area is very important in, in in terms of you know conservation um of of species also or i think our own conservation uh as humans because there are so many um pharmaceuticals and uh you know medical um uses of plants um that we've not even discovered yet absolutely just in, in our own backyard and so um one of the real uh, aims for that uh, that group is to be collecting Organisms uh, collecting and making a seed bank, um, so that if there are some species that are no longer in existence in the wild, uh, we have a genetic record of them, then we could maybe unta- uh, tap their potential later
0: you know i, I don 't think a lot of people realize but but this particular area of, of Western North Carolina and this sort of region of the Appalachian is is one of the most diverse. Uh, natural areas in the United States. Yes, I, I learned just the other day that we're uh, not only the salamander
1: capital of the world, which yes. I did know, but we are the, the shrew capital of the world also. Really? I yes. Did, I did not know that. I knew <laughs> about the
0: salamander, but the shrew capital of yeah, the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to spend some more time learning my shrews,
0: I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to we'll have to get a shrew expert uh on the uh, on the show to to talk about that. That's uh, that's neat. So there so there is ongoing research there. Uh there do, is. Do you have uh Uh, interns or something that come in from different universities uh, and work there during the summer times?
1: We do have an intern program, um, and we actually use our interns throughout the Arboretum. So we've had marketing interns, uh, we've had youth education interns, horticulture interns. We have an intern working in our greenhouse right now. Um, and so, you know, we, we like to be able to align with universities in that way also.
0: What about uh, opportunities for um, high school kids? That, mm-hmm. that, uh, does the intern program sort of go into that, or are you primarily with the university systems? So um, a bit of that has arisen
1: in the fact that um, when we have program participants begin our programs, I don't like to see them go. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we have some campers that began as uh, first graders, uh, you know, nine ten years ago that are now volunteering their time in the summer as, as what we call our eco core. So it's a group of high schoolers that uh, participate in our programming, uh, help lead activities. Um, and so we, we welcome young people of high school age to come and do that with us also. Um, we also have uh, um, a, a sub grant from uh, the, uh, Herp Project from UNC Greensboro. Um, will be doing a special summer camp called Herpetology Trek. And, of course, herpetology being the study of reptiles and amphibians, um, where uh, high school students will get a chance to be herpetologists for the week um, they'll wow. be camping out and doing frog call surveys. They'll be working with our box turtle monitoring programs that we do at the Arboretum and using radio telemetry to track a few box turtles. Um, we also will have the turtle dogs. I don't know if you're familiar with the turtle dogs. But I they're am. The Boykin Spaniels yeah. that are trained to, uh, to retrieve box turtles yeah. safely. Yeah. Um, so they're going to get to uh, run with the dogs and find box turtles for the day too. Yeah. And um, that's all available at a free or reduced cost depending upon the, uh, the economic uh, status of the family
0: that 's I may have to show up for that i mean, oh please that, do <laughs> that, that, that's, that's neat stuff I know you, you we talked about research with the plants and everything else uh you know everybody knows i 'm a big water guy, so what what about water and soil? I mean mm-hmm. both of those things are sort of uh uh, needed by the plant so absolutely and, and you know with
1: all of our education programs uh... In youth education in particular we kind of focus on a lens of ecology so you know we're interested in how things are interrelating how they're interacting how the you know humans are a part of that that uh, factor also that equation um, and so with uh, with soil and water, we actually lead uh, school field trips that align with the North Carolina Standard Course of Study. So teachers can bring their uh, classes and, and still be time on task, and that keeps uh, the administration of the school happy. Um, but it's a chance for the kids to get outside and have a real experiential experience. Um, so for third graders in particular, we get them out there and we, we dig in the dirt. Uh, we tell them if, if they, they go home from the Arboretum uh, without dirty knees, then they didn't have a good time. Um, so they'll go out there and learn about Composting and the importance of worms in the soil and so forth. Uh, and then in terms of water, um, one of our most popular programs is actually a program called Freshwater Ecology for 8th graders. And wow. so we have them come out and do uh, macroinvertebrate surveys. So we're looking at the stoneflies and mayflies and so forth that live in streams, and that tells us a little bit about the, the ecology and the, the quality of the water. Uh, but they're also using instruments that uh, you know, real natural re- resource managers would use to figure out how much oxygen is mixed in the water, what the pH of the water is, um, and and that
0: directly relates to their testing at school. Well, working with those bugs on the waters, a fly fisherman I may come out and <laughs> take a look at that as well. Oh, absolutely <laughs> and,
1: and when I was an intern at Trout Unlimited I, I lived and breathed stoneflies and mayflies for a while so I'd love to do that with you.
0: Absolutely that's, uh, that's something that's uh, also near and dear to my heart. Let's talk a little bit about weather and climate. Do you look into that? Uh, yeah. Again that's important I would think to to what you guys do absolutely um we actually
1: are uh, home to um the first uh First member of the uh, climate reference network so this is a, a weather station um, there's uh, over a hundred of them throughout the country that are exactly the same instrumentation you can actually we share pictures of some in, in Alaska some in the swamps of Florida uh, while we're standing in front of ours at the Arboretum yeah. um, to show that these are the exact same instruments and the the idea is that uh, by collecting weather information over a long period of time we can look to see how our climate might be changing one way or another
0: yeah and you know the National Climate Data Center is actually yes. located in in uh, in Asheville mm-hmm. and uh, do you guys have any working relationship with those uh we we've invited them to do uh, lectures, and they've done lectures for
1: adult education classes. Um, we actually took a. I, I was working with a group of scouts in uh, working on some merit badges, weather in particular, and we did a tour of uh, the NCDC center with them, and it was pretty amazing to see what they have there, especially in terms of uh, uh, written documents for uh, for weather data.
0: Oh, it is. We we've we've actually had them on the uh, on the radio here okay. a few times, and it's amazing. We got about a minute left, Jonathan. I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, uh, the gardener's green shed. Sure. Uh, tell people what that is. And- yeah, it's a uh, it's it's sort of a demonstration shed. Um,
1: it's uh, located just next to our Baker Exhibit Center. And uh, it highlights a lot of sustainable practices that you can have in having a gardening shed and and being a gardener. Uh, So, for instance, there is a a living roof. Um, One of the two buildings or structures that we have with a living roof, our operations center has a living roof also, but this one is uh, comprised almost entirely of moss. So that's a really neat thing to get to see. Um, There's rain collection cisterns there, as there are through uh, many of our gardens. Um, There's some composting that's done there also. Um, And uh, it's it's just a really nice visual to kind of see how you might be able to Incorporate some of that into your own garden.
0: That's. Do you guys uh, do anything with aquaponics out there? I mean, are you growing any fish uh, and doing any of that uh, that stuff? No, not so much. Not stuff. No, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know some arboretums are are kind of looking at that and getting interested in some of these closed systems. This is Dale Stewart, and Leslie is letting me know that we are up against it. We will take a break, and we will be back after this pause. I like this music, in "Hotel California." Where's the good part? Well, welcome back. This is Dale. We'll have to get the good part later. This is Nature's Edge, and. Uh, we're talking to Jonathan. Say your last name again, Jonathan. I don't know why I'm having such a <laughs> Marshall,
1: Marshall, but I'll, I'll respond to just about any uh, yeah, yeah, you know any yeah, yeah. any connotation of that. Or
0: uh. yeah, well I know you, Jonathan. So it, <laughs> that works. It, that works, and and we'll do that. And uh, we've been talking about uh, arboretums, but primarily the uh, the um, North Carolina Arboretum uh, located in Asheville, North Carolina, and. Uh, Jonathan's been telling us all about uh things that are going on there and now I want to talk about something that near and dear to me and that's the educational aspects, uh, Jonathan. Uh and, and particularly I know you guys have something called Discovery Camp. Yes. Uh tell me all about it. Yeah. Well that
1: that really is what brought me to the Arboretum. Um I had a background in in summer camps, in particular Boy Scout summer camps. Um You mentioned that I was an Eagle Scout. I I started off in tiger cubs and had parents that encouraged me to stick with it. And and really, I think that that's one of the things that uh, triggered my real love for natural places and wildlife and conservation. Um, And so... uh, the uh, discovery camp program began, uh, and uh, they were looking for somebody to kind of pick up the reins on it and do the education. Um, and so I, I dove in, and uh, there was an incredible demand for that type of program. Um, the one of the uh, the real um, strengths of the arboretum, I believe, is where it's situated within Asheville, um, North Carolina. And those that uh, might not be familiar with it, uh, it's it's a very uh, um, conservation. Uh, heavy area. Uh, there's a lot of people who are into that sort of thing, and a lot of parents that are into that sort of thing. Um, and uh, the arboretum, since we do have 10 miles of trails and you know over you know 400 acres of wildlands and so forth, cultivated gardens, uh, it gives the opportunity not just to go to a summer camp program as many do, um, but uh, you know to to take a five mile hike while you're at summer camp, to camp out under the stars while you're at summer camp, but still be maybe five minutes from your house. Yeah. So parents feel very very comfortable with that, in particular kids that are younger, maybe fourth and fifth grade or so have not spent a day or an evening away from their families before um, you know we 'll give them the week to uh, to get used to the staff, their other campers, the content, and so forth and then uh, many of our camps do have a Thursday night overnight camp out within, you know, Busca National Forest. And, and how, uh, how
0: long is the camp?
1: The camps are, they run Monday through Friday. We have a 10-week program. There are three different sessions each week. Um, and so it, they, they range from pre uh where we invite parents to come along, uh, up into uh, high school. Um, so we'll have two high school age camps this year, the herpetology camp that I mentioned, right. and then also one that we call leadership adventure camp. Uh, and that's where our eco core, our, our, high school volunteers uh, receive their training and then serve as counselors in training, uh, throughout the summer. Uh, and, and, uh, the younger campers really love identifying with them. You know, there's, there's those of us that, that are ad- adults or at least close to being adults or acting somewhat like adults, um, there they're out, out on the camp. But then also there are these high schoolers that are just a lot of fun for them to interact with Um, so we have a wide range of activities um and uh, themes with our camps some are more outdoor skills based we have one called mountain sports camp Mm -hmm. where they do some fly fishing they do some disc golf Um, we have one called advanced mountain sports for middle schoolers where we actually take them to the whitewater center in charlotte Ah. uh, and camp out there also
0: and uh the what's the what's the process to for uh, for uh, some parents that may want to uh, enroll their kids sure
1: uh, really going online to see what uh, what uh, programs we have available. Um, our programs do fill up fairly quickly, and we actually opened registration um, about a month ago. And so we've got a few that are, are actually coming close to being closed. Um, we will be uh, attending the uh, – the camp fair, um, the WNC parent camp fair. Um, so you can actually meet with a staff member who's very familiar with the camp programs, but everything is online. And we have an additional registration, uh, website that you can ask to access through our typical, you know, our, our regular arboretum webpage, or if you go to ncarboretumregistration.org, you can view all of our camps, um, see what the availability is there and then actually, um, register for camp online.
0: All right, we talked about the kids. What about adults?
1: Yeah, we've got a lovely program called... Can we do a camp... Uh, you know, we we have a lot of our classes are very similar to what I've been describing. Um, we have the Blue Ridge Naturalist Certificate Program that's been very very popular. It's a 200 hour certification program where people um, that are interested and is a wide range of of people, whether they are natural resource professionals, retirees, people who just have an interest in the natural world, uh, can come and, and learn from a wonderful selection of uh, adult education instructors and, and professors um so they 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 they're they're um experts in their field and uh, this enables people to get a little sampling of like an identification of uh doing interpretation for groups um, water quality analysis, just about anything that you can think of. Um, I, I've uh, just begun teaching a couple of those adult education classes myself, and uh, one of the ones that I've been really enjoying is called night field biology. I love so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we put some UV lights up to attract moths and things. Uh, we'll be doing a lot with amphibians this year yeah. in particular. Wood frogs, I've heard, are starting to pop out now. So we do have a night field biology a little later in February, where hopefully we'll spot some spotted salamanders and wood frogs and stuff. No. Oh, yeah.
0: That, that, do you um, – I would imagine you go into schools and classrooms as well. huh? We
1: do, yes. Um, we do just about every program that we offer at the Arboretum. Um, we'll offer at schools also, uh, depending upon what resources are there. But we've noticed no matter what school we go to, schools have trees, they have yes. birds, yeah. and they have squirrels. And uh, in in trying to introduce uh, youth to the natural world and and to the scientific method, um, we've really kind of taken the mantra of citizen science, uh, where we engage uh, everyday people in collecting scientific data and then also... um, Reporting that scientific data. And so there's a, a whole host of different websites that are run by different organizations. Um, there's Project eBird and Project Nest Watch that are at Cornell University. Right. Um, there's Project Squirrel, um, where we can look at the density of squirrels in an area and that can tell us a lot about the health of that forest. Um, and there's also the National Phenology Network, um, where we can look at uh, the seasonal characteristics of trees and look to see if things are blooming earlier, if they're uh, producing fruits earlier than others. And so what we do is We go to schools as part of what we call Project Explore, and we engage kids in real scientific data collection. Um, We do a lesson with them once, and then their teachers actually take their students out for a minimum of 15 minutes a week. Every week they collect data, and then they present their data at uh, our Mountain Science Expo in April. I like it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do do you have teacher modules? I mean, do you actually work with the teachers on... uh uh, on on what they need to to do, we
1: do, yeah. Um, as part of Project Explore, and we've got around twenty teachers that are participating, in this year, uh, we've doubled since last year, and we're hoping to uh, to uh, expand the program next year. Also, um, we we work as sort of a curriculum partner with that teacher. We don't want to have just a one and done field trip right. kind of experience. Um, we, we do um, have some of that with some of our teachers, but when we can, um, we definitely are involved in their schoolyard. Um, we actually just picked up a, uh, a grant um, in partnership with Thermo Fisher Scientific, where we'll be working with Thermo Fisher staff to do improvements in five schools. And so we'll have their staff go wild, do wildlife plantings with us, um, do some outdoor classrooms and trail building and so forth. So, the classroom is not the only educational yeah. space in that school. The schoolyard itself serves as an additional classroom oh, absolutely. space.
0: Yeah. Do, do you do any programs in the summer, particularly that are geared for teachers?
1: Uh, honestly, our summer camp program keeps us pretty busy. Um, there are a lot of other organizations uh, the, the there museum, are, yeah, yeah uh, that that do some summer outreach for teachers um, that 's something i 'd love to get into more, but like I said our, our summer camp program is it, it, it keeps us pretty busy
0: uh, we 've got uh, we 've got about thirty seconds left, and uh, we 're going to uh, w- when we come back, I really want to talk to Jonathan a, a little more about uh, some of the educational programs that are going on there, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, events that uh, that'll be coming up at the Arboretum uh, uh, in the near future, in this summer, and and so forth. So you're listening to Nature's Edge. This is Dale Stewart. We will be back right after this break. And moon Leslie, are you going to let me know when to, you were going to point. What are you – you're shaking – okay. She's pointing at me. She was before just shaking her head, and I wasn't sure what was going on. Welcome back. This is Dale, and you're listening to Nature's Edge. And uh, uh, we would be doing uh, – Leslie is, is not on top for a game, this, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> She, she's getting there. Jonathan, we were we were talking before the break about some of the education programs you have, and we talked about the Discovery Camp and some programs you have for the adults and everything else. But do you have any programs that, that are for families that, that let mom and dad and the kids sort of learn um, and do things together? We do. Uh, a lot of those, uh, um, they kind of circle around the
1: events that we're putting on Um the uh, the event that we have, that's sort of our our, our keystone event uh, for families at the arboretum, is called the Mountain Science Expo, and that is part of the North Carolina Science Festival. Um, that is a statewide initiative. It's been going on for I believe around maybe six six or so years now, um, where there's, there's events throughout the state, different universities, different environmental education centers, different science centers. Um, there's star parties, and there's a calendar posted on their website um, where you can find out what's going on in your area uh, during, a, I believe, a two-week period in April. And so um, our event, the Mountain Science Expo, will be on April 11th. It's a full-day event, And uh, we invite uh, different exhibitors, uh, different um, scientists from around the area to interact directly with the public, um, people of all ages, um, and and showing what they do. Um, And a lot of times, you know, people think of scientists as... You know, people that stay indoors working with test tubes and in, in white lab coats. Sure. And uh, while, while some scientists do that, and that, that's fine, um, there's a lot of science that occurs outdoors. There's Absolutely. a lot of science that occur- occurs uh, in a lot of different uh, um, environments. And so um, we kind of just put together a sampling with this. There's some live animal demonstrations as part of it. Um, we do nature walks. We do uh, butterfly bio blitz. Uh, this will be our second year doing that. So we can check to see what butterflies are out and about uh, in early April um and uh we also um have uh last year we had rockets that people could build we had a quadrocopter that took aerial views and then we got to watch uh the video that it uh, that it took um so we had a hovercraft a, ho- a homemade hovercraft or shovercraft we've mm. shoved to get going uh, from the Asheville makers um so this uh, this last year we attracted around 2000 people uh, for that day, uh, and I'll tell you, it's a it's a wonderful thing to see a full parking lot of families that are visiting a place to to learn about science.
0: That might Leslie, that might be a road trip for Nature's Edge. We might ought to do a show live from, that would be from, from there and and uh, work that out. Sure, it's a Saturday, so maybe that might work out. yeah, well, yeah we we can we can work something out there. Um, Leslie likes her days off, but you know, <laughs> if you give her a T-shirt, we might be able to. We we, we that could be arranged. Get her out there a little bit. Um, John, I know that uh, there, as you said, there's always things uh, coming up and going on at the arboretum. Uh, sort of, what's what's? Um, tell me some programs that are that are kind of on the horizon if you will sure or some dates and what they are
1: one event that uh, we have coming up uh, fairly soon it's, it's a, the first time we've done this and we're really excited about it is called nature play day um and so this is an opportunity to fam for families to come out to the Arboretum on on hopefully a a very pretty uh day in in march it's uh, march 21st mm. um from 10 o'clock to two thirty. 30 so hopefully you know we'll start seeing you know daffodils popping up and uh you know some trillium and so forth and um, maybe some maybe an nice sunny day Um, but uh, in particular the event is focused on families seeing what resources there are um, in western North Carolina but really throughout the southeast in uh, engaging their children in the outdoors Um, and so we're we we are um, welcoming partners right now to be a part of that event um it'll there'll be a lot of hands-on demonstrations um, we'll have our eco lab classroom open but mm. most of the things will occur out on the trails uh, weather permitting um we're going to build some mud pies we're going to build stick forts uh we're going to engage children in a lot of unstructured play which is something that a lot of children don't have the opportunity to to get too much now
0: no they really don't and, and that's a that's a great thing so so the um the staff will be there lecturing and talking about things and, and that's correct it'll be set up to where it's it's very informal um you'll just
1: drop into a particular station start picking up uh, you know some items and, and building fairy houses um you know which are, are small houses that uh, that kids love to build or or if it's a boy you can tell them it's a gnome home if they not yeah, into building yeah. fairy houses yeah. um but uh the, the the thought of the idea idea is uh that we just kind of get them to to be outdoors to to spend some time you know, um, interacting with their environment, where they're not on a nature hike necessarily. Um, they're just kind of doing things at their own pace, at their own interest level.
0: And again, this is coming up end of March. Uh, uh, yes, that's
1: correct, March twenty first. March,
0: and and it will go regardless of the weather.
1: We'll have the event regardless of the weather. Um, and so uh, we would encourage people to uh, to be prepared for the weather, if it's chilly or if it's wet. We're still going to be out there doing things. And and I tell you, there's an awful lot of kids that have a good time in the rain.
0: Well, you know, people nature does not. Show. Shut down because of the weather. That's right. You know, she, that, that's kind of that's kind of a part of it uh, to do that. And again, uh, they can go to the uh, website and get all the information uh, uh, for this event.
1: Absolutely. And uh, if if you're not a uh, uh, if you haven't liked the Arboretum on Facebook yet, that's a, a great way to to receive information about our programs and that, events. Also,
0: that that's good. Let me ask you, what about um, uh, are there programs every month? Uh, starting it, does March sort of kick off the in many ways, it does. Um, there's there's a
1: lot of different flower shows that we do also. There'll be an orchid show happening in the spring. Uh, we have our bonsai expo in, uh, in um, the fall. Um, we'll also be having a uh, Monarch Butterfly Day. That'll be a new event for us. Um, and I believe that is September 19th. Mm. Um, so one of the things that we're hoping to do is to... Um, to do some monarch releases uh, and, and tagging monarchs. These would be monarchs um, that are raised from, uh, from pupa uh, or from chrysalis uh, in classrooms. We would encourage teachers to bring those back to us, uh, and then we'll tag them and, and let them go, and scientists will, will find them where they go uh, and migrate and uh, be able to track those monarch butterflies. Now, does the
0: Arboretum have a, a butterfly house?
1: Uh, You know, years ago when we had uh, an arthropod exhibit, we did have a butterfly house, and people still ask us about it. Um, And so it's not something that we have currently planned. I'd love to see it back, um, but uh, not in the works at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I know a lot of the arboretums around the country do have butterfly houses and do that. And You were speaking of the monarch, and and what a lot of people don't know is the monarch is, uh, besides being a very beautiful butterfly that a lot of people recognize, is... is, uh, having some problems, uh, absolutely because of pesticides and, and a lot of other things that are going on out there. And, and they also don't realize that the monarch migrates right over a long distance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, I read one time that it's the most universally recognized, uh, organism. Yes. Anywhere. Yeah. Uh, people know monarchs and, and they're all over the world really, but, uh, they, uh, it's it's a species that can be aided by anybody, it you know, can. really just in planting milkweed, um, and uh, that's the you know the primary host plant um, that the butterflies will lay their eggs on. Of course, the caterpillars eat the milkweed, um, milkweed leaves, and uh, you know by planting milkweed, you're really helping them out as they're making their way from, you know, northern, right. northern climates down to Mexico, um, they need these little way stations every now and then. They And, then. Do. and yeah. so um, whether it's a school planting a crop of milkweed or whether you're doing it in your own yard, um, you know, the, these bushy areas where milkweed would, would normally exist or naturally exists are, are frequently mowed, thought as, as unsightly, but uh, shrubland habitat for, uh, f- for monarch butterflies, for box turtles, for all host of species is, is vital.
0: Jonathan, I wanted to ask you uh, just real quick about uh, memberships and uh, how people can uh, be involved. That's a great question. Um, So uh, we have a a nonprofit
1: uh, arm of the Arboretum, the North Carolina Arboretum Society. And uh, as a member of the Arboretum Society, you not only support the mission of the Arboretum and help us do all the good work we do uh, with conservation and education, uh, but you have the ability to uh, visit the Arboretum with a a waived parking fee. Uh, You get to go to special member-related events,
0: and you get discounts on items like the Discovery Camp program. Jonathan, I sure appreciate you being on Nature's Edge today and, and sharing your knowledge and information and talking to us about the uh, North, Car- North Carolina uh, Arboretum as well as the uh, some things that, that a lot of our arboretums uh, share in common. And you have been listening to Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart. And until we speak again, I will see you in the wild. <music>